and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hey everyone, this is Mark Marble from the Lantern Cast and we're going to do another mini episode tonight. This is something I actually thought about or entertained the idea of doing last week, even though Chad and I had enough on our plate and timing-wise it kind of worked out perfectly to do this on its own anyway, because it's something that, uh, as a Rocky fan, this when this when this this story has kind of been like building over the last month, month and a half. So and, and it was weird when it first started, and the fact that it's kind of been gaining momentum and more and more people have been talking about it, I think it's inter- it's worth discussing just because it's such a weird story so if, if you follow sylvester stallone on social media you basically will already know the crux of this or where i'm going with this but if you don't it's kind of an interesting story just by itself so essentially what's been going on over the past i would say month a month and a half is publicly on in social media i follow him on instagram so i see it on instagram that sylvester stallone has been taking shots big time insulting one of the well, the only one of the original two producers of Rocky that's still alive, Erwin uh, Winkler. The original team of Robert Chardoff, Bob Chardoff, and Erwin Winkler were the ones that bought the original script of Rocky from Stallone, and they were the ones who finally agreed that to let him star in it. Because for those who don't know the story, and as it gets almost 50 years old, people might not know or remember how much of a real Rocky story the getting Rocky made was because of the fact that Stallone was pretty much a struggling actor and he wrote this script which everybody loved but he insisted on starring in it so he wouldn't sell the script to anybody unless whoever bought the script agreed to star him in the title role and Chardoff and Winkler were the two that even if they may have had doubts about him as an actor they had enough confidence in the script that they eventually agreed and they're the ones who financed the original Rocky and the rest is history. And they were the ones who produced the first six Rocky movies. And I believe the, the Chardoff and Winkler heirs have been more heavily involved in the Creed movies. Bob Chardoff, I believe, died actually in 2015. But Erwin Winkler, I think he's 94-ish, but he's still alive. But Stallone has been ripping into him without mercy over the past few months about how basically, and from his perspective, it's kind of like been really unfair to him and that Stallone essentially is seeking a piece of the Rocky pie because Rocky doesn't, Rocky, Stallone doesn't own anything related to Rocky. He owns not one single piece of the Rocky intellectual property, which makes sense because that happens a lot in Hollywood. Even if he wasn't such a relative newcomer or no one in the sliding scale of this of the the studio system, there's lots of examples of people who even are names in Hollywood who make a movie. They come up with an idea for a movie. They make the movie. The studio owns the movie. And then 
the studio ends up doing more and more things with it. It becomes a TV show. They do sequels. And based on the original contract, the original directors or writers or creators don't get a piece of the pie. You can look at it from a comic book perspective. It's like how in almost every instance, certainly if you're working for Marvel or DC, if you create a character, you don't own that character. The company owns the character. You can get acknowledgement, and maybe if you're a big, big, big-time player, maybe you can get a, a piece of the pie contractually obligated, but you're still not going to own the character. It's still going to be the company's character. And that's what and that's what essentially Rocky is. Rocky is owned by Char, uh, Chardoff and Winkler and their, and their heirs. And Stallone has really been vicious in the fact saying that it's unfair and that uh, he deserves a piece of the pie. Now, we don't know if he's ever made an offer to get a piece of the pie. But that's what his basic argument has been. And he's been attacking Irwin. He hasn't been attacking any of the Chardoffs. I know Bob Chardoff is dead. Maybe he has a better relationship with the Chardoff heirs. I'm not sure. Or maybe there's been a bigger beef all along, which often is the, is the case if you're working with, with a group, that there may be some people in that group you get along with well and other people you really don't. Maybe you tolerate each other. But because of the ones you do get along with, it kind of still works smoothly until there's... That buffer is gone. So that could be an instance where as long as Chardoff was there, his relationship with Winkler was okay. Once Chardoff was gone, then the relationship became a little more contentious. Or maybe there's other things, and I have an idea of what maybe possibly one thing could be, even though we don't know. Because something must have pushed Stallone recently because, like I said, they made the, the original six Rocky movies together. A. Chardoff and Winkler were involved in doing the two Creed movies. Last year, you know, Rock, he he made the Rocky Four Director's Cut edition. That he couldn't have done that without the permission of Chardoff and Winkler. So, it's there's something missing from this puzzle, a piece why he would be going to war now. But that, but he basically is looking for he wants to leave something to his kids besides just raw money, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But that's what his basic argument was, and that, and this the fuel was added to this fire like about a, two weeks ago. When, and this is really interesting because someone who some whoever leaked this either just like stirring the pot or they happen to be a very pro Stallone person, but they could just be somebody who's just like watching everything burn around them. That when the story leaked about two weeks ago, that they were entertaining the idea of doing a Drago centric spinoff, which I'm assuming would focus on both Avon Drago and Victor Drago, who we last saw in Creed. Two, excuse me, that the idea was, oh, they were talking to Dolph Lundgren and everything else, and Stallone supposedly, which I do believe probably at the time, I'm sure that he would have heard about it, but that was basically news to Stallone, that when the, when it leaked to the media and to the world that there was there was this talk about doing a Drago spinoff, nobody had contacted Stallone yet, and Dolph Lundgren supposedly, and Stallone went off on everybody. He went off on Dolph Lundgren too, though I think that's that beef has kind of been uh, resolved because Dolph Lundgren came out and said, "Well, I just naturally, first of all, nothing is a set in stone. No contract. There's no script. No contracts have been signed. Nothing is set in stone. And I just naturally assumed that you know Sly was going to be involved either as a producer, writer, or maybe even an actor in the movie, which I tend to believe. So I suspect that." I have no doubt they would have come to Stallone at some point. So this was probably very early on in the process because they were just essentially commissioning a script for a possible spinoff. So I think somebody was stirring the, po- the stirring the pot, or like I said, someone who's really a pro Stallone guy said, "Oh, he's, you know, Slide needs to know about this." But either way, that's just poured a lot of gasoline on the fire, and it's 
he's just really, really Stallone is going going off on the the deep end and attacking the whole Winkler family, which on one level doesn't make a lot of sense because if your goal is actually either certainly if you wanted them to quote unquote give you a piece, but even if you were willing to buy a piece or wanted to buy a piece, you constantly calling you know calling this 94 year old guy like a vampire and and calling the kids idiots or and all these insults that doesn't seem like a good way to bring somebody to the table other than we know in the court of public opinion if it's ever talent versus management the majority of people the laymen out there always tend to side with the talent regardless of what the specifics are it's not right that that happens but people but, but they but people tend to do it so maybe Stallone just figured, hey, in the court of public opinion, people are going to rally around me no matter what. So it really doesn't matter. That will put pressure on on the Winklers to do something. So I don't really know how that's likely to, to work out in his favor. But the thing that I find interesting, besides the argument, let's do it. Let's do the argument first. While obviously no one thinks of it, when you think of Rocky, you think of Stallone, and there's no doubt about that. Do they really, do they owe him anything? Certainly, obviously, contractually, legally, they don't owe him anything because that's the deal. He sold the script. He starred in the movie. They've had a very long and financially beneficial, mutually beneficial relationship for like 40 years. Stallone got to have a lot of creative freedom in doing Rocky II through Rocky V, including the most people don't like Rocky V and think that direction was horrible. With, so other than Chartoff Winkler and John Avilton, who was dire- who directed Rocky Five, stepping in and saying, "No, you're not going to get, you're not going to kill Rocky in this movie," which was Stallone's original idea, and then Stallone came around to say, "Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not a good idea. Let's not do that." But other than that, Stallone pretty much got to do almost anything he wanted to do. They let him kill off Apollo, which wasn't really a particularly great idea. So he has had a lot of creative freedom in the entire series. He's also made his entire career from Rocky, and he's made hundreds of millions of dollars from Rocky and all the and Rambo and everything else. But without Rocky, none of this would have happened. So he certainly contractually isn't owed anything. You could make a case that he should be. They could offer to sell him a piece of the pie for a reasonable amount of money. Of course, the question really is: that Would Stallone be happy with like a 10% slice of the pie, or deep down, no matter what he says, he's really angling to get 49 to 51% of the pie, which is another story altogether. Because when after Stallone dies, in all honesty, how much value is that IP going to have? Now, clearly, Chartoff and Winkler are trying to find a way to continue, because you got the Creed spinoffs. If they do the Drago spinoff, then you can continue on. And I guess theoretically, you could can you could go back to Rocky in the sense of they the the boat you know that ship had sailed to do Rocky's son as a fighter, but obviously there's nothing that would theoretically prevent his grandson from being a fighter, from Logan from being a fighter down the road. But there's different ways that they could perpetuate the franchise. But once Stallone's gone, it makes you wonder how much really is that property going to be worth since it is tied to one individual. But it's a you know it's a I'm a big Stallone guy. I understand it's it's at one level it's unfortunate that he doesn't own anything. But yet he has made an entire career and has had the entire life that he has and has had and made generational wealth to leave to all his kids because of this character. So it's not like, you know, he got shafted out of something. And clearly if the relationship was contentious, which I I don't think it was all along, then they wouldn't have made all those movies together. I mean, even Rocky Balboa, which was a long shot, 
almost as much of a long shot to make as the original Rocky, since it was like like 15 years or so, or give or take 14, 15 years when he wanted to make that movie after Rocky V. You know, and it sounded like a, such a crazy idea, but but Rocky Balboa worked, and that was another movie that charted off when Winkler ended up you know getting on board with. As far as why this is happening now, the only thing that crossed my mind that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about was when Creed II came out and Stallone was doing all the interviews promoting it and shortly after it came out. There were two things he was consistently talking about. That he thought Rocky, as far as going in the Creed movies, continuing on, was done. But he didn't say Rocky was done. And he kept talking about this idea of of basically Rocky was going to discover or become friends with this Mexican fighter who... <clears throat> Excuse me. This Mexican fighter, who was as it was going to turn out, he was going to be in the country illegally, and he was going to have to go back to Mexico. And Rocky was going to go with them, and it was going to be what it was going to basically be that kind of story. Which, in all honesty, I never really liked that idea because while yes, Stallone m- might have had the clout to do kind of a uh, version of only Nixon can go to China, and that kind of version of a immigration slash illegal immigration story related to Rocky and not turn off everybody. But the way the world is these days and how politicized everything else and divided people are, it seemed like a pretty risky idea from my perspective that and I got to be honest with you, the more you run, the more you go to go to the well, the more chances it's going to run dry. And he he has completely erased the Rocky five disaster because of Rocky Balboa and the two turns in the Creed movies. If he keeps going to the well too many times, he may end up back in another Rocky five situation where now what do you do? You've kind of like taken a really good ending to the character three times over now and then just put yourself back in a tough spot. Could it have been a good movie? Sure. Would people have rallied around that idea depending on maybe, but it, it, it made me nervous as a fan. It made me nervous, but he kept talking about that and he made it sound like, you know, the studio or the producers were really interested, but clearly that movie never came to pass. So the thought at least crossed my mind that maybe he was really, really, really into wanting to do that project. And the fact that they pulled the plug is part of the reason. Or maybe it was Winkler who pulled the plug. Maybe that's the reason why there's some bad blood. Now, that doesn't explain everything because obviously he did the he did the Rocky Four director's cut. Unless the pulling of the plug on this potential other Rocky movie didn't happen until after that project was already underway and or and finished. Maybe that's maybe that the official you know, shoveling dirt on that project didn't happen until like a few months ago. So then maybe that would explain it. But it's just a very, very weird situation and seeing that usually you don't see people go go to war publicly with you know, studio heads or producers. And obviously Stallone has enough clout to do so and he's at the stage in his career that, you know, giving zero Fs is, is fine if that's what he wants to do. And burning bridges is less important at this stage. But the timing still seems odd. And it's unfortunate because of all the good war, all the things that chart off Winkler and Stallone have done together. So I don't necessarily think no matter how you slice this, it's like a one sided thing that, yes, Winkler bad, Stallone good. It's like and as some people pointed out, you know, that there's a there's a little there could be a little bit of karma here, too, because most people know, again, if you know the story that Rocky was he got the idea to do Rocky from watching the Muhammad Ali Chuck Wepner fight. And when Chuck Wepner, you know, because Stallone has put that out there publicly, and for a while, I think when Chuck Wepner was still fighting, he was being referred to like as the real Rocky. When he came looking for money from Stallone or like a piece of the Rocky pie, you know, directly from like Stallone, 
Stallone wasn't Stallone was not in any hurry to say, sure, I'll give you some money. He basically fought it every step of the way and, and tried to deny that, that Wepner deserved any money. As far as I remember, that that's the way it went down. So while well, I'm not going to take, say, the karma route at all, I'm saying some people have pointed out, well, it's kind of a little hypocritical to be when it's not like you got screwed out of a deal. You know, you knew the deal that you made and the movie would never have gotten made without Chardoff and Winkler. And you got to star in the movie and you, and you had a whole career because of it. Yeah, it would have been nice. And one could make the case, well, you know, he did sequels. After Rocky, as big as Rocky was, and, the st- and they wanted Rocky too, especially Bob Chartoff. I think he like gets it him like a pen in a notebook and said, now go write the sequel. That would have been a good time and if you wanted to have some leverage and say, and I would like a, and I would like, like a 10 or 15% ownership in the, in, in the property. Maybe he did try that. Maybe they denied it. Somewhere around that time, he would have had a lot of clout when Rocky was so big, especially if, if not between Rocky and Rocky 2, certainly between Rocky 2 and Rocky 3, or even Rocky 3 and Rocky 4, he would have had a lot of clout. So maybe he did that, tried to do that, maybe he didn't, but it seemed like he had. A, there probably were opportunities to come to a middle ground to at least get some points in the property. But that's that's the mini episode, that's that's the thought that was on my mind. It's, it's just a really fascinating story, and... It, even if you're not a Rocky or Stallone fan, it's just interesting watching all this bubble over for the world to see. Especially because, again, there's got to be pieces of this puzzle behind the scenes that on both sides that we don't know about. There's probably things that Stallone has, he's not telling you, telling us that would balance the equation. And there's things that the Winklers are probably don't want to acknowledge that you know Stallone might have a point about and everything else. But it's, I think it's just a very fascinating story, so I figured it was worth doing a mini-episode on that. That being said, as a sneak preview, which I don't like to do, but hey, if you've listened to the mini-episode, you probably des- deserve it. Next, The next episode of Lantern Cast should be a Dark Crisis-heavy episode. We're going to talk about Dark Crisis 2 and 3, I think, generally. And we're going to do the Green Lantern-Dark Crisis tie-in one-shot, and Dan will be joining chad and i for that that is the game plan so if it doesn't come to pass i jinxed us again so if you'd like to leave any voicemail about this and let us know what you think 708 lantern that's the voicemail you can send us a text if you want to talk about this mini episode or anything else that we've done email of course is lanterncast at gmail.com follow us on twitter like us on facebook hashtag glcast apple podcast spotify and stitcher Whichever platforms you'll listen to us on, please leave us a positive review. And, and if you're still looking for a Discord, of course, email us at lanterncast at gmail.com. So I think that'll be it for today. I will talk to you guys soon, and good night, everybody.